I think of all my faults and all my failures when I consider all the times I've let God down. I am humbled by the grace He has extended. I'm amazed at the mercy I have found. I could never
Brother Gammon's a good brother. I love him. Saw him a few weeks ago. Oh, well, it's been a little bit longer than that, a few months ago. Good brother, good brother. I appreciate him. And uh, Brother Poindexter, there's one thing about him. He gets some good men in here for revival, and I like that. Amen. You get, he gets a lot of my friends in here. I appreciate that. Amen. All right, uh, Joshua chapter number 1 tonight in your Bibles. Joshua chapter 1. And you remember now, it's been a little while since I've preached here, but this is my scripture printed out. Uh, used to be 36 fonts. It's now 46. It'll finally get so big, I'll have to have two men to hold it. Amen. And just turn around and read it off a sign, I guess. But anyway, it's all right. 46 fonts. And I do that. Actually, you say, if your eyes got worse, no, my migraines have. And if I print it up big enough, it don't seem to hurt them. All right. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read one verse. And it'll be a great familiar verse of Scripture. I'd ask if you would to stand with us, if you will. I don't know what your custom is. Some churches do. Some don't. I don't want to do anything you don't do. But if that's all right, it'll be, be fine. We'll read one verse and pray. And then I'm going to preach to you for just a little while. Thank you again, preacher, for letting me come. Thank you again for all your support. And you are one of our biggest supporting churches. Thank you for the gifts you've given toward the building and all that. And I want to do you well and, and uh, try, to, try to do what I can for the area. And remember this. Uh, i got one prayer request I want you to pray about before I preach. The big FM radio. We've run into some issues on that. And you need to get a hold of God for me. I need you to pray about that, okay? It will go up. It just might not go up the way we want it to. But we need your prayers, so please help us pray about that. Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8. The Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Let's pray together. Father... I'm glad to be saved. And I pray this evening that you would help me and use me for the next little while. Lord, I cannot preach without you. There ain't nothing good within me. So now tonight, I pray that you will do this for me. Help me to say what I should. Help me not say what I should not. And I confess every sin in Jesus' name. We'll be clean and clear in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll be seated tonight. I had to get rid of that cough drop there. Amen. I didn't know them things lasted forever. Christy may have given me a sugar-coated button. I'm not sure what she gave me there. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight about the Bible, the blessed Word of God. Joshua is getting ready now to lead two million people across the Jordan River into the land of Canaan. Now, the land of Canaan in your Bible, and if you use it as a type of heaven, I'm not mad at you. But the land of Canaan is, is a type of victorious Christian living. And Joshua is getting ready now to go from the desert and the wilderness into the Canaan land. They're going to face many things they've never faced before. They're going away that they have never been before. And God instructs him. God said, now I want you to take this book of the law. And at that time he only had Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He said, I want you to take this book of the law... And he said, I want you to meditate in it day and night. Boy, if our leaders would do that today, what kind of country would we have? Amen. Wouldn't it be good if our president came out and he said, well, I'm late for the press conference. I've just spent two hours in prayer. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Amen. But he said, now you're the leader, Joshua. You've got all these people you're going to lead. I want you to stay in the Bible. I want you to understand it. I want you to know what it says. And I like the phrase of it, this book of the law. This book. What book? This King James Bible. Now, now we have more than the law now. We have, now we have the entire book. James said it like this. 
James 1.25, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, that's what we have today, and continueth therein, the Bible said, He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now we have the entire Bible tonight, right? We have the old 66 books, 1189 chapters. We got the whole thing tonight, right? So, you know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to stay with this book. Now I'm going to say something. I, I believe I can say this here, and I'd say it anywhere anyway. This book is the King James Bible. I'm going to preach slow. I won't bother y'all with it. The this book is not the NIV, or the New King James, or the Book of Mormon, or the Book of the Jehovah's Witnesses. You say, preacher, you shouldn't say things like that. I think I ought to. They're coming to your house trying to peddle their stuff. Everybody's peddling their stuff. I got the real stuff right here. You say, preacher, you're old-fashioned. You're wrong about that. I'm Bible. Amen. I'm Bible. I mean, my wife's talking this morning about things changing. And out of the blue, my wife said to me, yes, but the Bible hadn't changed. Thank God for the Bible. Thank God for this blessed book. Time. It's your road map. It's your authority. It's your ticket to heaven. Amen. It's, your, it's the way to you. You take this Bible tonight and you'll be fine. The perfect law. I'm glad I got a perfect book. Uh, you got to believe that God's book is the perfect book. Amen. The Word of God. This book. So tonight I want to just talk to you about this book. This book of the law. This book. When I say the law, I'm not talking about Genesis through Deuteronomy. I'm talking about all of it. Amen. What does God give us tonight? The whole thing. Amen. You can't exhaust this book. You can't, uh, you can't preach uh, all the messages out of this book, you preachers, and say, well, I have nothing else to preach. You can't do that. You know, I get messages all the time. I get them in my sleep sometimes. I literally do. I, I, I dream about some outline, wake up and put it together and preach it. You say, preacher, do you do that? I do. I mean, this Bible's alive. You get it in your heart and you in your mind and you meditate on this book tonight. So let's talk about this book. Number one, I want to say this tonight. This book is inspired of God. This book tonight, this book is God-breathed. Now let me say tonight, this book is God's words to you. You understand that? When you read the Bible, it's God's words to you. God's talking to you through the Word of God. And so you ought to read your Bible every day. Now, I don't care how you do it. Some folk read it through in a year. Some folk read it through here. Some folk read it through there. But I think you ought to read your Bible every day. Your Bible is your lifeline. Amen. It is God's inspired words. They're God's read. By the way, I believe every word in the Bible. The Bible said, be angry and sin not. Now, I got mad the other day. ain't going to lie about it. I, I, I have many books. I have many, and, and, and I was reading after a fella. And I've spent a lot of money. I don't hardly ever read after this guy. I've got another fella I read after mostly. But I, I read after this uh, one guy. I bought a lot of his books. Don't hardly ever read them. And there's a reason, I guess, why I don't after I found out what it did. But I sat in my office the other day. I was studying. I was working on something. And this fella started in on the King James Bible. And he kept on talking about the King James Bible. And then he finally said this. He said, the King James Bible is not the best translation. And when he said that, if I got a hold of him, I'd have pinched him on the ear or something. Amen. I told my wife, I said, I got a half mind. Throw every one of them books in the trash can. I want to tell you something tonight, friend. You can learn and you can get education. You can go to every college in the country. But I refuse, by the grace of God, to learn beyond the King James Bible. I refuse to learn beyond God's breath uh, uh, upon this book tonight. Now, here's what God said. I didn't say this. God said this. Listen to it. 2 Timothy 3, 16, all Scripture. 
All of it is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for what? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. What is it? That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. You know what the purpose of the Bible is tonight? So that you have doctrine and correction and instruction in righteousness and you're a man of God. And for this church is Brother Brian Pondexter. And when he stands here in this pulpit, this Word of God is so that he is truly furnished He's got everything he needs right here to help you. You understand what I'm saying? And so tonight, this Bible is inspired of God. So when you go home and you get mad, now I don't know anything about this church. I'm just preaching. So if, if you're guilty, I'm not looking at blind people, never looking at anybody. So I'm not looking at you. Won't do you, no, you know, won't do you no good stick your tongue out. I'm not looking. But, but if you go home and you say, boy, that, that preacher sure did aim that at me. I mean, he preached to me. You ever thought it might not be the preacher? You ever thought that it might be God? I'll tell you right now, amen, uh, me and my wife, you know, when we first got married, you said, did y'all have any arguments? We had plenty of discussions, amen. And, uh, I mean, you take two people, 140 and 130 and get married, uh, it ain't, it ain't going to run like a well-greased machine. I can guarantee you on that for a little while. But every time she'd, uh, she'd bring God up about something, I said, you would have to put God right in the middle of it, wouldn't you, amen. And then I'd end up having to get right with God, you know, she'd put God in the middle of it. But I'm going to tell you this tonight. Hey, listen to me. This Bible will help you when it's preached. Why? Because it's God's Word. It's inspired. You see, when the man of God is up here preaching, he's trying to help you. He's trying to get there where you live and give you something that you can take through life and it'll help you. Uh, you know, you wouldn't think about it, but just, just little bitty things that you hear in church will stick with you the rest of your life. I'll give you one and I've got to go forward. I'll give you one. Some of you know my brother. I think he used to come to church here years ago. Well, anyway, uh, we were in the church and we were little kids one time and the preacher's preaching verse by verse through the book of James. And on a Wednesday night, the preacher got to that verse in chapter 1 where it said, be, slow to, uh, be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I didn't even know old Doug was even listening to the preacher that night, but he was. And we got back, we stayed over there with my granny, and we got back over there to the house, and Doug did something, you know, his little boys, and Doug did something that just made me madder than fire. And I was going to whoop him. I mean, you say you're going to whip him. No, I was going to whoop him. Amen. I had, it, I had blood, but I was going to whoop him. And I started to hit him, and he said, hold it. I said, what? He said, don't you remember what the preacher said tonight? Swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to... Only time he ever quoted me scripture in his life. Amen. Saved him from a whipping, amen. But I, I want you to understand something tonight, that the, the, the Bible is the Word of God. You may get something here tonight. Now listen to me. You may get something here tonight that'll help you 20 years down the road. That's why you ought to always listen. You know, back in my young days, I'll be honest, I came to church. A lot of times I had my mind on other things. Now it's good to pick and cut up and have foolishness, but when the preacher starts preaching, you ought to listen to him. Brother Don Ball, years ago, was teaching through the book of Revelation. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't listen to him like I should have on Wednesday nights. And, and now, looking back on that, I'm preaching all over everywhere. I needed what he was saying. You understand what I'm saying? I need, but the Word of God is inspired. It's God. By the way, it ain't Brother Poindexter's Word or my Word or these other preachers' Word. This God's Word, you see. Whatever God says is right. God said, let God be true and every man a liar. Sometimes I don't like everything the Bible says. But I have to go along with it. Amen. It's the Bible. Now, not as it inspired, but let me say this tonight. This book is to be studied. 
Now we're to study this Bible. This book, he said, Joshua, he said, I want you to get this book and I want you to meditate in it day and night. In other words, I want you to read a verse and think about it and see what the Lord said. Now look at, you don't have to turn, but let me show you this verse. And you know this verse, 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself what approved unto God. And I'm going to say something about that in a minute. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now listen, I'm going to help you about something. Did you know, you preachers, I don't know how many preachers we got in here, but I'll tell you something that'll help you. It's helped me in the last few years. I come to the conclusion about something. I do not have to be approved by the brethren. I study to be approved by God. Now, there's a big debate going around our country whether you ought to preach expository or whether you ought to preach topical. I say this, that any preaching with the anointing of the Holy Ghost on it is all right. Amen. Now, wait a minute. I think you ought to study. I think you ought to keep the Bible in its context. I think you ought to rightly divide the book. I think you ought to give people something from the Bible. And I think you ought to preach the Word of God. But I'm going to tell you something. Every man's got a different style about him. Every man's got a different delivery about him. Some men yell and spit. Some men stand in the same place. Some men almost read their sermons while, while others do it. By the way, if it's the Word of God, I like it. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, I just don't like slow preaching. Well, let me say this. One, one, one person said, I, I don't like that teaching. Let me tell you something. Teaching's where you learn the Bible. Amen. Sometimes you have to slow down. Brother Jerry Pardue, y'all know him, don't you? You ain't no, you ain't no stranger around here, I know. Jerry Pardue told me years ago, he said, Ricky, when I was pastoring, he said, don't you ever apologize for slowing down and teaching your people. Let me tell you something, the Bible ought to be studied, amen. Why? So you can rightly divide the Bible. You see, somebody's going to come to you one day with a question, and you need to know the answer to it. Amen. Somebody's going to ask you about something. And you know, I, I know the big thing is, let me talk to my preacher about that, and I'll get back with you. Well, that's good, but... You ought to know the Bible on your own. Amen. And you see, the Bible is to be studied, not just by preachers. I believe you ladies ought to study the Bible. I was talking this past week, not this week, the week before last, me and Dr. Aiken, we spent the week together. If you never met Dr. Melvin Aiken, I'll tell you what, he's a great man. He's one of my best friends. Me and him spent the week together, and Dr. Aiken began to talk about Ms. Aiken. Of course, I had a chance, she, we, we was our home church a few weeks ago, and and the Aikens sat with us there and talked with us. And, and Miss Aiken was telling me about how she studies the Bible. Now, she's a lady. She's not a preacher. She knows her place. She gets commentaries out. She reads them. And right now, she's going through the Psalms, verse by verse, just studying through the Psalms. I like that. Let me tell you something, friend. You don't have to be a preacher to study your Bible. You young people, you ought to read the Bible. Study the Bible so you can rightly divide the book. God does not care about us being smart in worldly things, but God wants you to be smart in the Bible. You ought to know your Bible. Now, we say tonight, as, a, as independent Baptists, that we have the answer to the world. And by the way, we do. We do. But if we've got the answer, we ought to study our book and know how to use our book, right? Now they say that, uh, you know, a shepherd, uh, if you was going to be a shepherd in Israel, you would, uh, if you was a young boy, 18-year-old, and you decide that's what you want to do for a living, <coughs> you'd go out there and you'd cut you down a rod. Now a rod was a little short club about that long, and you would take that rod and you'd practice throwing that rod at, a, at, at an enemy. And that's the way you'd kill a lion or a wolf or a bear. That's the way you would kill them. And so that boy would practice with the rod. Now, I'm not saying everybody had their own version of the Bible, but everybody will have their own personal Bible. And in America, that's not a problem. 
Everybody's got the Bible. Amen. And by the way, some of you have it on your phones and your iPads. I got it on my phone. I let it read to me. I love the Bible, don't you? I love my Bible. Have you a personal copy of the Bible? And brother, learn how to use it. Learn how to throw it at the devil. Amen. You, you know, you want to get rid of the devil. I'm just going to tell you something now. Don't you get mad at me. But you ain't going to get rid of the devil. You've heard this, and it's good preaching. It makes folks shout. Now, I know you're not going to shout on this message, but I'm just trying to help you about the Word of God tonight. But you know, you know something. Uh, you say, I've heard people say this. I've heard preachers say this, and I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I've not heard your preacher say this, so if he has, I'm not preaching against him, okay? But, I, but I've heard preachers say, well, the devil got on me so bad, I went down the road and I opened the car door and said, get out of here, devil. And, and let me tell you something, that ain't going to make the devil get away from you. I hate to tell you, but that ain't going to get rid of the devil. You know what gets rid of the devil? Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. Jesus defeated the devil with three partial verses of the Bible. Study your book. Know your Bible. Amen. And, 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 and get in it. Amen. And third thing I want to say is this book is to be prayed over. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Psalm 119 verse 18. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Now remember again, Joshua's over there. He's getting ready to go to the promised land. God said, Joshua, take this book of the law. Amen. This is your guidebook to conquering this land. You want to know how to lead these people? You'll have good success if you stay in the Bible. Now, when you come to a verse you don't know or don't understand, you need to pray about it. The Holy Ghost is our teacher. Now, commentaries are good. I'm not saying not read them. They're great. I've got them. And you ought to read commentaries. You ought to read books. But wait a minute. The Bible is the main book. And when you're reading the Bible and you're studying the Bible and you come to something you don't understand, pray about it. He said, open thou mine eyes. Open, ask God to open your eyes about something. Amen. Don't you love it? You fellows that read the commentaries, you run upon a verse that you don't understand, right? And you open your favorite commentary, and he's going to tell you about it. And guess what? He skips it. Then you say, well, okay, I'll go to this other guy. And you read, and he skips it. And the next guy, he skips it. And you're sitting there thinking, what is it? i tell you what trick to that is. They don't know no more about it than you do. Amen. If they did, they wrote about it. Amen. And some of them don't want to get in controversy. And by the way, I don't get in debates. Amen. No, sir. I don't debate the Bible. I preach it. But I tell you what, you ought to pray over the Word of God. By the way, you ought to pray that it have free course. That's what Paul said, that we're to pray the Word of God. We'd have free course. This Bible is to be prayed over. You say, I ain't got anything to pray about. On Sunday morning, let me give you a little secret. Why don't you, before church somewhere, why don't you pray, dear God? Why, Brother Poindexter's preaching this morning? Lord, I pray you'll direct that Word of God. Let it have free course. If there's sinners here, let it have free course, and they'll walk the aisle and get saved today. And you know what? God will answer them prayers. Pray over the Bible. Amen. Yes, sir. All right. Now, let me give you another one here. And let me say, by the way, let me give you this. Did you know Daniel was a praying man to understand the Bible? Did you know he said in Daniel 10 that Satan withstood his prayer for 21 days? And God didn't answer his prayer for 21 days. By the way, sometimes the devil withstands prayer. Did you know that? And so you pray over the Bible, and he, he, he wanted to understand Jeremiah. Daniel was trying to understand Jeremiah, and the book of Jeremiah, and he prayed, and the devil withstood that. I'm going to tell you this, the devil hates this Bible. That's why you ought to pray over it. Amen, you ought to pray. Now, let me give you another, number four. I want to say this book is light. This book is light tonight. This book will show you things about life that you just didn't know. Did you know that? 
I know this may not be a shouting message, but it'll help you. This it's, it's right here is like eating pinto beans. It'll put some meat on your backbone. Amen? I mean, I'm just trying to help you that the Bible's got the answer tonight. You say, Preacher, I'm going through depression. Did you know the answer to that's in the Bible? Did you know that? Psalm 119, I believe it's verse number 25, said, Quicken thou me according to thy word. He said his soul was in the dust. In other words, revive me. You say, how do I get out of my depression? You get over there and get to reading in the book of Psalms how good God is, how holy God is, how wonderful God is, how, how much we ought to praise Him, how the angels praise Him and the heavenly hosts praise Him, how He died for us, He rose again. And before you know it, you won't be depressed, you'll be shouting. Amen. Why? Because the Bible is light. You see, men today, are, well, there's not been an age in America in 200 and something years, how long we've been a nation, 250 years, there's never been an age where we seek knowledge like we do today. It's unreal. I mean, I mean, just 30 years ago, some of you kids and you young people, you got no idea, but I will tell you, there was a day, and I promise you there was a day when there was no internet. There really was. There was a day when these cell phones were great old big bulky things people had in their car. Amen. Like something from outer space. There was. Amen. There was a day when you actually had, any of y'all remember the old Windows 95, the first thing that ever came out? Amen. Slow as I don't know what. I mean, they make zip drive, thumb drives now with more information on them than my first computer would hold. They sure do. I mean, brother, technology has changed. And along with that, people wants to know about God and the work of God. But where we've missed it at, that comes from this book. That comes from this Bible. You want to know how to, to live a good life at home and what God says about the home? Get it out of the Bible. You want to know how to run a church? See, we're independent Baptists. We're congregationalist, as Dr. Seitler said. We're congregationalists. That means that uh, Mount Bethel over here, they don't tell y'all how to run your business. And you don't tell them how to run theirs, you see, and no other church. You know why? You're independent Baptist. But let me tell you something. You want to run it? Run it on the Bible. Run it on the Bible. Deacons? Deacon according to the Bible. And I know the pastor preaches according to the Bible. Run your ministries according to the Bible. And it'll give you light, amen. You say, preacher, I've got marital problems. Get in the Bible. It'll shine light on them. I'm going to read some verses to you. Listen to these verses. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, 130. The Bible said, that he said this, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. When God's word enters into you, it'll give light. When I first started studying the Bible, you know some of the things that I thought the Bible meant. Good night, I can go back now and study. And I was way off base. I just, I just, I didn't understand. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? But the word of God tonight will shed so much light on things. Amen. There's an answer in this Bible tonight for every problem that you'll face. You say, preacher, I'm facing, I, I, I was thinking about it as the preacher was going through the prayer request tonight. Good night. How many people, it's not just this church. It's every church I go in, people are sick. I mean, we're living in a society, I think it's the chemicals and the things in our foods and the things we eat and, and, and just other things and, and the way we live our lives, stress on every corner. And, and brother, people are sick everywhere you go. But you know what? The Bible deals with sickness. Did you know that? You say, preacher, I'm getting old. We all are. Amen. Now 30 bothered me. 40 bothered me worse. 50 bothered me worse. And now 60 is somewhere over yonder around the corner. And I can't imagine me being 60 year old, but it's coming in the next few years. And you know what? You say, well, what about that? It's get old or die. Amen. It's get old or die. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible even got something to say about old people. Did you know that? 
I have been young, now I am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You know what God's saying? Even when you're young and when you get old, I'm still the same God. I'm going to take care of you. He'll shed light to you. What's going to happen to you? Amen. Read Ecclesiastes. You know, this Bible is full of light. Let me hurry. Number five. Can I tell you, this book is sweet tonight. The Bible said in Psalm 119, 103, How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey unto my or to my mouth. I'll tell you what, the Bible is not just a list of rules of do's and don'ts. The Bible is not that dreaded book that you pull out that's going to just beat you upside the head. The Bible is sweet. And that word sweet in the Hebrew means it is smooth. The words are smooth. In other words, they're agreeable. You know what I think's happened in this part of the country, and I'm honestly now I'm, I'm for preaching against sin. I don't think you can preach the Bible without preaching against sin. Amen. I mean, I, I'm against sin. I, I'm, not, I'm not, but I say this to you. I think in our part of the country, we've had a lot of beat em up preaching. We've had a lot of things said in the pulpit shouldn't have been said. And I think a lot of preachers take the Bible and pierce like a sword and they just beat, beat, beat the fire out of people, you know. And, and brother, I'll tell you what that's done. That's produced a society that wouldn't spit on the church of his own fire to put it out. And we don't need that. What we need is some men of God with some grace about them. Old men of God, like Dr. Sattler, Dr. Malone, those guys that preached the Word of God, and yet they, they preached it with love and compassion, and, and they helped people. And that's what you want to do. And the Word of God will become sweet to you when you read it. And it'll become a book to you that in your darkest hours, you can flip to the Bible. When you can't, you can't flip to the TV. You know what? I don't even watch any news anymore. I quit watching. I'll be honest with you. After 2020, I had some real problems. I'm honest with you. I did. How about, I tell you the truth. The devil about made me lose hope in everything. And I finally realized my hope ain't in a man and my hope ain't in a movement. Amen. My hope is in Jesus Christ and God forbid my hope ain't in Washington. It's in heaven. Amen. So I don't even watch the news anymore at all. I just quit. By the way, the other day I, I decided, I said, I'm going to try it one more time. And I turned it on and it said the power grid's going to crash and 90% of us are going to die. I said, that's it. I'm done right there. That's it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And so I don't really even have TV a whole lot, but we did buy it. We got a deal in to offer it to me for three months and it's football season. I like college football. You know, uh, I'm going to start a big ride in here and I'm going to leave. Amen. I love to see Alabama get beat. That's just, that's what I watch for. Hallelujah. Amen. My former pastor, he was a big Alabama fan. Amen. I, I love him, but when they get beat, I like to text him about that. Amen. And my wife, she graduated Alabama, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. You say, what is she? she she's a rebel bulldog floating on the crimson tide. Amen. But, uh, but she likes to stay doing it. But anyway, I, I buy it. So, so I don't watch much TV. And, uh, and so yesterday afternoon, I, I was sitting there watching that ball, one of them ball games. Uh, I believe it's Oklahoma and Texas. And, and I was sitting there watching And I get this text on my phone and said, Hey, did you hear about what's going on in Israel? And I didn't know what's going on in Israel. And finally when I found out, I turned over just for a minute. Man, bombs going off everywhere. But you know what? If you watch that stuff, you'll get depressed. And you can't depend on the news. Listen, if you sit and watch Fox News three hours a day, there's no wonder you're depressed. There's no one, don't do that. They're not going to tell you anything different. All they do is they, they argue. The Democrats and the Republicans, and they get a panel, and they argue about this and argue about that. You say, well, what do I do? Get in your Bible, and you can live in victory, and you can live in peace. But preacher, i got to watch it. What if China sends a missile over here? If it passed by your house, jump on it and ride to glory, and don't worry about it, amen. And as you're riding the glory, sing what this choir sing. My hope is in the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I'm just, there's just some things you can't worry about. Amen. I mean, listen, this Bible is a sweet book tonight. I tell you, I like to read about heaven, don't you? You know, when I was growing up, you heard heaven preached on a whole lot. You see, you don't hear that preached on much anymore because everybody's got their tent stakes in this old world. Man, this world ain't my home. I'm not looking for possessions and things down here. I'm not going to let things have me. I'm going to higher ground, brother. I'm going where there's no death, no pain, no more sorrow, amen. And the cheapest thing there is gold, and I'm going to walk on it, amen. I want to tell you something. Like this Bible's a sweet book. But when I think about how Jesus died and how he rose again and became victorious over death, hell, and the grave, and how he washed us in his blood, that's sweet. And then I can sing Charles Weigel's old song, No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus, amen. In my darkest hours, and boy, I'll tell you, in the past few years, I've faced them, boy. I tell you, I've faced some trials in the past few, even since I preached here last. You don't know about it. And no, nobody in here know about it but my wife. But I've faced some trials, boy. I've been through the fire. I've been through the flood in the past few years. And I'll tell you, I don't know how your preacher feels about it, but I believe you'd agree with me. It gets harder every year uh, to serve the Lord. It does. And the old devil will just come to you every year and you say, you ought to quit. You ought to get out of it. You ought to do this. But let me tell you something. You know what? In the middle of all of that, when I can't depend on anything else, I can get my Bible. It never changes, and it's sweet to me. And God said, just keep on going. I, I know what time it is. It's 6 o'clock. I set mine on central time when I preach. It makes me feel better. I, I, I'm hurrying. I really am. <laughs> Amen. I want you to listen just for a minute. I want to give you these. Listen. And all that, but you know what this book is? This blessed Bible. God said, Joshua, you take this book. You know what this book will do? This is the book tonight for the young people. Now, I'm going to say something about that. I want you to listen to this verse. Psalm 119, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. I'm going to say something tonight. Don't you get mad at me. I preach the same way everywhere I go. I, 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 see, I'm just one of these that don't believe the young people needs different music than the old people. And I'm just one of these that don't believe the young people needs a different Bible than the old people. I, I believe everybody needs the same Bible. I believe they need the same music. I believe they need the same preaching. I, 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 believe, I believe, hey, you, you say, well, 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 the young people's got to have different stuff. Well, how are they going to learn old-time religion if we teach them something else? I'm going to tell you something. Y'all ain't going to believe this. There's an independent Baptist church, and it's not far from here either. And I probably not say this because we're probably on Facebook and everything, but it's all right if they, if they ain't ashamed to do it. I'm not ashamed to tell it. I, uh, I was asked to preach. Now, this is a fundamental, independent, King James, Bible-believing, shouting, tithing Baptist church. And I was asked to preach in their youth church, and I said, all right, I'll do that. I go to the youth church that morning, and I'm honest with you, there ain't enough money at Wells Fargo to prepare me for what I saw that morning. This is a fundamental, independent, Bible-believing, bus-running, soul-winning, praying, Baptist, shouting, Baptist church. While the old people out there doing that, the young people in there, and they started that service, you ain't going to believe what happened. They wasn't singing Amazing Grace. The young people were rapping. They were rapping. I couldn't believe it. I said to and they called on me to preach. It's as cold as a dog's nose or a mother-in-law's breath. I mean, it was cold, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry about that, ladies. Amen. It was, it was, it was cold. Boy, don't send this to my mother-in-law. I won't ever get nothing for Christmas. But I, uh, hey, I'm going to tell you something tonight. Did you know? Did you know? Listen. That's what's wrong with our country. That's what's wrong with our churches. We need this Bible. This Bible will help young people. This Bible will help you stay out of sin. You say, preacher, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'll tell you one thing. You'll reap every seed you put in the ground. 
There were things I could have done at 16 year old. I didn't do it. I was tempted with it. And God said to me, if you won't do that, I'll use you. And glory be to God. By 18 year old, I was preaching the Word of God. And for the last 39 years, I've averaged preaching at least one time in my life a, a, a week. And by the grace of God, not bragging, but I preached to 2 million people a day market-wise across this country, United States. And I want to say to you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that sticking with the Bible has been worth it for me. I was young. Now I'm getting older. But I tell you, I want you young people to grow up in the same old-time religion I grew up in. When I look around tonight, many men that I grew up under is gone now. Dr. Harold B. Sattler, gone to heaven now. Amen. Dr. Oliver Green died when I was a young boy, gone to heaven now. Oh, Dr. Tom Malone, I've heard Dr. Tom preach many times, gone to heaven now. Dr. Bobby Robertson, one of my good friends, gone to heaven. Now sometimes... I feel alone. Dr. Stennett Ballou, one of the best friends I ever had, gone to heaven now. And sometimes I feel alone. I, I really do. I feel like tonight that, that those men that I went to for advice are not there anymore. But you know what my job is, is to tell you young people the same things they told me. The Bible works and the Word of God is real and stay with it and live by it and read it and study it and meditate in it and get it in your heart, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you let this compromising religious age tell you you got to do something else. You put this Bible in your heart. Take it from this old preacher tonight. You say, I don't like to hear you preach. That's okay. But I, I say this to you. I want to help you. I love you. Amen. Listen, if I didn't love people, Brother Poindexter, and I'm serious about this, it costs me over $200,000 a year to run our ministry. That's not a, lot, 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 not a lot of money, but it's a lot of money to me. I don't have that kind of money. But I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't go up and down this country where I go preaching. And I wouldn't stay at that radio and I wouldn't stay another day if for one reason, I want to help some kids. I want to help that 18-year-old boy that was out in sin. I want to help the young lady. I want to help the preacher. I want to help the older person. I want to be an encouragement to them. I want to let you know that this Bible tonight, this Bible will help the young people tonight. Amen. Then let me give you the last one. And I'm done. Amen. I want to give you this one. And I'll close tonight. All right, listen. Did you know what this book will do? This Bible will keep you clean. Do you want to be clean in God? Now, I don't know about you, but I like to be clean, don't you? I like to eat where it's clean. If I go to a restaurant and eat, I want the table to be clean, don't you? I hate to go sit down at the table and it be all sticky. I, I'm just quiet like that, amen, I really am. I'm quiet with my food, I really am. I just, I just don't eat anything, amen. I know, I know, all, I know all about that, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, I like to be clean, don't you? I'm, my wife says I'm the only fellow in the world Amen. That hates to take a shower but loves to be clean. I fuss if I take two showers in one day. I think that's a waste of water, but sometimes I have to do it. Amen. But you know what? Tonight, listen, this old word of God will clean you. If you study that word clean in the Greek, here's what it means. It means clear. It means pure. It means like you would prune a, a, a tree to make it bring forth more fruit. It means to clean you from an admixture of falsehood. Let me tell you something. Tonight. You won't have to worry about going astray if you know your Bible. Let me tell you this. The little boy went to FBI school, counterfeit school, learned how to detect counterfeit money. And he came home, and his buddies gathered around him and said, Jimmy, show us a fake hundred. He said, boys, I can't do that. They said, well, show us a fake 50. He said, I, I, I can't do that either. They said, well, show us a fake 20. I know you can do that. He said, I can't do that either. They said, but you went to FBI school. What did you learn? He said, let me tell you, boys, we didn't study the counterfeit we studied the real things so close. We can tell when it ain't right. Amen. Hey, I've been in the real thing now. 
46 years. Amen? I've been in the real thing 46 years. I got the real book. I'm in the real church. I'm, I'm doing God's real work tonight. And I tell you, praise God, this Bible will clean you. Amen. You know why a lot of people don't like preaching? Now, I love singing. I thank God for singing. Why, if I could play the piano, like this dear sister plays this piano over here, well, I'd come join this church and find a way to throw her out so I could play all the time. Amen? But I can't play like that. We just got a piano the other day at the house, and I just thump on it a little bit at the time. You'll thump on it. And uh, my, my wife, I'm going to get even with her over it. My daddy-in-law was on the phone last night and uh, said, Tell Ricky to play something on the piano. And she told him about me thumping. Had to, had, to, had to play that little thumping thing for him on the piano. I'll get even with her over that. But you know what? I want to tell you this. Hey, can, can I tell you this tonight? There's a lot of things I can't do. But I want to be clean in the Word of God. I like singing. I thank God for But you know what I like? I like Bible preaching. Do you know why? It'll clean you. It'll help you live right. It'll get right down there. Where you, you know, you, you can't sit under real preaching and be dishonest and cuss and lie and cheat and steal. I mean, I mean the Word of God will grab you, boy. It'll clean you up. Amen? By the way, you know what I think we're doing today? I think we're just coming to church sometimes. And when we need some soap and water from the Word of God, I think we're grabbing that hand sanitizer. I'll tell you this and we'll close. This morning I was preaching in Virginia. And uh, I, I had to shake a lot of hands. And that's okay. I guess we're getting back into that. And that's good. I got no problem with that. And so at the end of it, when we got through shaking hands, my wife said to me, because it's a long way home, she said, by the way, I prepared us some snacks on, on, for to eat on, on the way home. I said, well, that's good because I was hungry. I don't know why in the world I was hungry. This one is hungry. And I said, that'll be good. So I went, I said, if I'm going to eat those snacks, I went in the restroom there and I washed my hands of soap and water. I said, if I'm going to eat those snacks, I'm going to be clean. I don't know where these people's hands have been, you know, in the ears, up in those, where I don't know where they've been. And so I get in the car there and I notice something about my wife. Now, my wife is clean, I promise you on that. But she didn't go in the restroom. She grabbed that hand sanitizer, this spray. Now, I'm going to tell you, that may be good, but that hand sanitizer will never do for you what that soap and water will. Amen. I promise you it won't. Amen. It just won't. But you know what? I want the soap and water of God's Word. Now, I don't want a man to be mean to me. But when a man preaches, I want him to give me something that will help me from the Word of God. I want to be a... You see, when Brother Pondexter asked me to come here tonight, I didn't come here to preach good so he'll get me back. I come here to help you while I'm here. I come here because I love you. And because I pray for you, you say, preach, you don't even know me. I don't, but I love you. When I pray for Faith Community Baptist Church, I'm praying for everybody in here. So many of you I do know. Some of you I don't know. But you know what? The Word of God will make you clean. Amen. We're going to close. But let me just give you this. And, and I, I had thought of this, and I said we we're going to close. Right? But let me, bear with me. Just let me give you this, and I'm going to close. An old grandpa and his boy, his, his grandson, was a fishing one day. And uh, the grandpa decided he'd teach it, little boy a lesson. And he said, son, he said, take this bucket right here. We've had the worms and the bait in it. Take it down to the pond and fill it full of water and bring it back up. He said, okay. And the boy was eager to do that. And the boy went down there and filled that thing full of water. And the water began squirting out the bottom and out the sides and everywhere. And he brought it back up there. And he said, Grandpa, this bucket's leaking. Grandpa said, oh, it'll be all right. He said, go down and fill it up one more time. And he went back down and he filled it up and he came back. Man, he, by the time he got back up there, he done lost all the water. It's pouring out the sides, out the bottom, everywhere. And old grandpa said, uh, son, take it down there and do it one more time. And on the way down there, the little boy said, I wonder if old grandpa ain't getting Alzheimer's. He said, don't he realize this bucket's full of holes? It never goes. He filled it up. Water comes gushing out all over his shoes, never pouring out the sides and the bottom. And he brought it back up there, and he was just perplexed. And he said, grandpa, he said, this bucket is full of holes. 
and it ain't going to hold no water. There's no need in me filling it up again. And Grandpa said, I know, son. He said, but look in it. Ain't it cleaner than it was when we started? Now, right here's the deal. You may not retain everything you hear, and your life may be full of holes, and when the preacher preaches you, water may, the Word of God may squirt out of you like a, like a leaky bucket. But you'll be cleaner than you was when you started if you'll listen to this preacher. Now, our Father, I love the Word of God. I will never apologize for preaching the Word of God in any place or any time or any opportunity that you give me to preach because I believe it's still the book for our day. Lord, I wish you'd burden some of our young people like you did me when I was 16 years old to get in the Bible and see what it says. For Lord, it does not matter what I say or what others say. What matters is what this book says tonight. Now, Lord, I'm going to pray something. I pray you'll bless this pastor and this congregation of people. And I pray for them, Lord, regularly. And I pray for them in Jesus' name. Now, work in this invitation. Hello, friends. This is Brian Pondexter, the pastor of Faith Community Baptist Church, located at 2216 Hennings Road in East Bend, North Carolina. We're so grateful to have you listening to our CD ministry that's been provided as an outreach of our church. It's our desire and focus at Faith Community Baptist Church to preach and teach the whole counsel of God to a lost and dying world, to equip the saints of God for service, and to encourage the elderly and shut-ins who cannot attend services due to physical ailments. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday school for all ages, and our Sunday school hour is followed by our worship service at 11 a.m. with old-fashioned singing and preaching from the Word of God. We meet back every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our worship service, and every second Sunday night of each month, we have what's called an eat-and-meet service. After our 6 p.m. service, we gather in the fellowship hall for food and fellowship. On Wednesdays, we meet back at the church for our midweek worship service with choir singing and preaching again from God's holy word. Our ladies prepare a meal each Wednesday prior to our service from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. I give you and your family a cordial invitation to be with us at any or all of our service times. Above all, you may be listening today and maybe you've never made a personal commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, that's the greatest decision anyone can ever make in this life. Too many folks prepare for vacation, they prepare for retirement, they seem to prepare for everything, but sad to say, many make no preparations for eternity. The reality is very clear. We all will leave this world someday. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You must understand that you are guilty before a holy God. Romans 3.23 said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The prophet Isaiah said in chapter 53 and verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. You must understand that your good words, good works and good deeds will not get you to heaven. Isaiah 64 and verse 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible said, Therefore by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You must understand that you're loved. I'm thankful that in John 3 and verse 16, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and verse 8 declares, But God commendeth his love toward us, 
in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You must understand and realize there's only one way to stand right before God. There's not many ways, there's only one. Jesus said in John 14 and verse number 6, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, the apostles' message was very simple. There in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, they said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You might ask the question, Preacher, how can I be saved? That's what the Philippian jailer asked in Acts chapter 16 and verse 30 and 31. He asked Paul and Silas, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Romans 10, 9 said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You must ask God to save you. I can't do it. No one can do it for you. Romans 10, 13 said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you know you're a sinner, and if you're sorry for your sin, and you believe Jesus died for your sins, you simply have to ask him to save you. And I say, Preacher, how can I know for sure God will hear me? But first of all, the Bible tells us that we must be drawn. John 6 and verse 44, Jesus said, No man can come to me except the Father which had sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Psalm 51 and verse 17 gives us the attitude we need to have when we come to God. It said there, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. If God draws you by conviction, if you're sorry for your sin, you repent of them, if you believe Jesus died for your sins, and if you asked Him to save you, then the Bible declares you've been saved. If you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you've been forgiven of all your sins. Romans 8, 1 declares, There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Once a person has been saved, they need to be a part of a fundamental Bible-believing church where they can grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. God calls us out of darkness and commands us to walk in light after we've been saved by His marvelous grace. If we can help you here at Faith Community Baptist Church in any way, feel free to contact us. If you have asked God to save you, please contact us, and we will send you some free literature to help you in your newfound life in Christ. Thank you again for listening to our CD ministry that's been provided by our church here, and may God richly bless you and your family is our prayer.